NASDAQ is jumping on the crypto bandwagon. Binance profits rival NASDAQ, but with just 4% of the staff. More confusion as courts say the CFTC can regulate cryptos as commodities and big names in banking continue their march towards blockchain. Remember John McAfee's unhackable wallet? Well, John hasn't said much since it's been discovered that mm, it can be hacked. And how many dApps are there on Ethereum and EOS blockchains that have over 300 users? You may be surprised. You may also giggle, snort, chortle, guffaw, or spit coffee through your nostrils as we load you up with the latest info and news from the blockchain world here on episode number 174 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. We're getting old, Mr. Joel Kahn. We're up to 174. I know. Can you believe it? At so 200. old. I mean, we're getting really up there in age. We're going to have to do something special for number 200. I don't know what that's going to be. Maybe another, uh, you know, listener call-in show or something. Mm. Well, we got to do something cool because 200 is a cool number. Maybe we can get McAfee on again for 200. Oh, if he if he comes out of hiding and if he wants to talk about this unhackable wallet. Well, I'll hackable. be running into him in uh, at the Coins Bank uh, cruise thing that I'll be hitting at uh, this week. Actually flying out there on the evening of the 5th, getting on the cruise ship on the 7th there in Barcelona. And there's all kinds of great speakers that are going to be at this event. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm moderating a panel, doing a little keynote action. And um, actually, what's cool is Adam from World CryptoCon will also be there and we'll be doing some interviews with some of the other speakers. Quick little uh, video interviews. So that'll be fun. That'll be great. And we'll have a giveaway for World CryptoCon. We've got a winner with two tickets and that'll be after the news. You're going to be on that ship with McAfee and, you know, he has his bodyguards. So I wouldn't get in his face or you'll be cruising for a bruising. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've, I hung out with him at the uh, the Asian blockchain cruise. And uh, he didn't have any of his bodyguards around him. He was just, he was in a secluded area. And actually, Ronnie Moaz and I walked up and chatted with him. So it was pretty funny as we had uh, had dinner with him. Do you think that uh, John concealed carries while on the cruise? <laughs> well, I don't know. He, he carries it with him when he goes to the bathroom and while he makes love and uh, everything else. So I don't know if, I don't know what the uh, conceal and carry rules are in the Mediterranean, but um, who knows? Oh, by the way, welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Kahn. That's Travis Wright. And you have entered the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, the country that has no borders, has no real estate, and has no real reason to exist. But we have a wall. <laughs> it's a huge wall. It's the biggest <laughs> wall. That's all it is, in fact. It's just a wall. Yeah, our, actually, our republic is the wall. People live on the wall. So. It's a wall of crypto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so not, the, near, the not nearly tall enough. It needs to be about 10 feet taller. The uh, markets today are in the green, which is kind of nice, slowly easing up. We're at a market cap of 237 billion Bitcoin sitting just under 7,200 Ethereum, just a little under 300 Ripple, just under 35 cents. Uh, and uh, the rest of them slowly easing their way up with one that is particularly outstanding. And I'm not sure what's going on, but Dogecoin has jumped 63% in the last 24 hours. And over the past two days, it has more than doubled. And I don't know why. I do know why. So uh, if you Google Dogecoin news, 
Dogecoin price soars 60% amid Doge Ethereum launch. Oh, you see, you Googled, so I didn't have to. I did. Yeah, so they're going to have some Doge Ethereum. There's going to be a bridge between Doge and ETH, apparently, that will allow them to have smart contracts on top of Doge, it looks like. <laughs> let's add that to the let's add this to the uh, to the news here so. I, I i already we just did we just talked about it i mean right. we just, well, we we did, just we, added i just it. saw that you just added it in there so there we go we but we actually verbally added it and now i'm putting it in the show notes because we operate boom on the fly that's how quickly things move on the wall in the republic of bad cryptopia that is true so doge Ethereum. that's pretty hilarious i wish i had known about that prior too because if you had if you had dogecoin uh, it went from what the price went. What, what was it at? It was at, re- at a really Wait, low point. Oh, oh, three something, and now it's more than double that. Nice. Over the last couple of days, it has had a nice little chapow, a chapow, a big chapow. Oh yeah, it went from point zero zero two three eight six on. Uh, well, I guess on the twenty fifth, so about a week ago, and now it's sitting at. Point zero zero six. So it literally almost tripled. Here's what's really amazing: daily trading volume has risen from two. Oh wow, this is incredible! So daily trading volume was about five million dollar days previous mm-hmm. to this news coming out. It mm-hmm. was 144 million yesterday. <laughs> That's well, it says right here. It says right now it's 187 million in the last 24 hours on Coin Market Cap. Holy cow! Yeah. Wow. So we'll see if Doge Doge theory. Uh, But there's one thing. Doge is a stable coin in the respect that one Doge still equals one Doge. That's true. It is nice to see some of these other prices going up here. It's nice to see the crypto market. You know, when you look at it and you go, oh, oh, it's up 8%, 12%, 20%. Ah, it just it just feels good. I feel good. As my crypto should. Uh, I think there's other reasons for this, too, as we look at some of the lead news, you know, NASDAQ, which is one of the primary exchanges for stock trading. This story on usethebitcoin.com says NASDAQ could list cryptocurrencies in 2019 as early as the second quarter. So, you know, they're saying that Bitcoin and Ethereum might be tradable on the platform soon. And I don't think it's maybe. I think it's a you know question of when. And it's going to happen. Maybe it'll happen over the next three to six months. Yep. And the uh, the source commented on this article, uh, the conversation around listing coins is centered on how they will be listed from a regulatory standpoint. As you can imagine, our leadership is closely connected to the rumbling at the SEC and CFC around cryptos and what is expected over the next three to six months. So the, the SEC has said Bitcoin and Ethereum are not securities. A lot of the other you know, ICOs are. So they are still working on the regulatory framework. They said that that's probably coming out the first quarter of 2019 and listing and trading virtual currencies will come in the second quarter after that. So Mm, things are getting getting hot and heavy. And, you know, the NASDAQ is definitely paying attention to crypto and they should because this story on Bitcoinist talks about Binance and their crazy profits in eight months, they made two hundred million, and in the same period, the Nasdaq made two hundred and nine million. Mm. Yeah, when you look at the statistics on this, Binance, uh, well, that was actually in. It said 
2018 quarter one, Binance made $200 million in profit. NASDAQ made $209 million in profit, as you mentioned. Binance has 200 employees. Uh, NASDAQ, 4,500 employees. Uh, Binance, eight months old. NASDAQ, 47 years old. So that's that's where the eight months comes in. They're eight months old, and they made $200 million in Q1 of 2018. As you know, they recently moved uh, or they're opening up a new exchange in Malta. And they have taken the, the crypto world by storm. I tell you, the CEO, Chang Ping Zhao, he is doing amazing stuff over there. Would love to get him on the show sometime. Chang Ping, we are sending out a, uh, a smoke signal to you. Mm-hmm. Did they get those in China? This is a call to all our Chang Ping Zhao. Food fighters for you. Yeah, we that probably it. actually that probably solidified the fact he's not coming on now because he probably hates food fighters. You know, here's some more confusion, right? We've got the SEC, which is the Securities and Exchange Commission. Of course, they're figuring out what type of regulation that we've got. And then you've got the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and they, uh, they're they focused on exposing fraud. Um, and there's a question of whether or not they have jurisdiction in the crypto space. The courts are saying that the CFTC can regulate cryptos as commodities. Not securities. What what are these things? Well, according to the IRS, they're property. According to the SEC, they're securities. According to the CFTC, they are commodities. And now, according to us, they are magical. Internet money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. I like how you added that there at the end. That was very sexy. Okay. Yes. There, that just, might have been so the most good. obnoxious magical internet money of all time. So. It's okay. We're, I'm good with that. It's so confusing. Like what they, they've got to get clarification on what these things are. Like really what they should do in my mind is they should create the, you know, cryptocurrency trading commission or something, right? The CCTC or something that way. There's its own regulatory deal because it seems like these other guys, it's it's that whole process of if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So the SEC, everything's a security. The CFTC, everything's a commodity, right? IRS, everything's property. So they're all looking at through their own lens and there's not a third party, um, you know, that is sort of open. But you know what? Who knows? We're gonna. Well, I guess we'll see what's going to happen over the course of the next few months because it sounds like first quarter 2019 there'll be some sort of ruling. There, there's, all, all I know is there should be a commission with a lot of letters in it. You know, you've got the 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 CFTC, the SEC. I think there should be the CCBTC, ETH, TC, FAT, CAB, which is yeah, right, M O U S E. Why? Because we like it. We do like the cryptos. We do. So you can read more about this on the law of the ledger dot com. It's linked in the show notes at badco.in forward slash one seventy four. And uh, once again, the big names are paying attention to blockchain. And now Bank of America has filed a patent for a crypto storage system. Yeah. Now, we've had conversations about this in the past. And actually, when we were in person in Nashville, we were actually talking about this. Uh, I think that's what banks are going to do in the future to remain relevant is to become some sort of crypto vault, right? Because 
in the future, imagine five years down the road, all these people who've gotten in crypto, you know, they're doing well. And let's say they're worth a few million dollars in crypto. Well, you've already seen, we had a conversation with the dude from Smart Cash. And when we were out in Vegas, when we did the, the Lambo commercial, which is going to be released here shortly here this month, we had a conversation with him and somebody knew that he was worth a few million dollars in crypto. And so somebody bum rushed his house with guns and forced him to trade his crypto to them. And they didn't even know what the hell they were doing. But since he had his own blockchain, he was able to shut off that transaction after the fact. But you can just see that down the road, you know, people aren't going to want to hold their own private keys. Like my private keys are not in my residence. They're in multiple places and parts of parts of a key is in another place. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but I don't want to be vulnerable, right? I already had somebody hack my T-Mobile phone and switch my SIM card. And you could see that was going to be the beginning. And I said, okay, well, I'm not keeping much crypto anywhere near me. And, um, and so, but I think in the future, Bank of America, they, they've said that they have filed a patent with the U.S. Patents and Trademarks Office for a cryptocurrency storage system to help enterprises store their crypto transactions. So there's a, also a company out there called Zappo, X-A-P-O, which is like a deep vault for crypto uh, keyword uh, for your for your past keys and and so I think that this as as banks evolve and as the crypto market evolves I think these online vault storage systems will evolve and they'll become more like banks in the future and they'll just store your keys probably yep so a BOA is doing that I'm sure other banks will follow suit and of course so once again in the news JP Morgan this time it's not Jamie Demon saying Bitcoin sucks it is the CIO. Lori Beer said at a press conference in Buenos Aires that blockchain will replace existing technology in a few years. Uh, file under no kidding, you know, like, mm. like, hello, D- file under <laughs> duh. Yeah. Hashtag no Sherlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so that's what's so funny about that is you hear people like JP Morgan Chase, the CEO, berating crypto blockchain is a scam, blah, blah, blah. All while out of the back of their mouth. So the front of their mouth, they're saying, oh, it's a scam. scam." But out of the back side of their mouth, they're going, yeah, okay, so let's try to get these patents in place so that way we can control it. So they try to they try to keep the price down, try to keep the hype down, try to keep it quelled while at the same time working to get patents to do the same thing that this open source stuff is doing. The, it's crazy to me how malevolent these malevolent these guys are. The, uh, the back side of the mouth, wouldn't that be the throat? Yeah. Is that so they're they're talking out of they're talking out of their Yeah, while well, giving us the side eye. Yeah. It's totally <laughs> they're, they're, they're talking all demonically because it's from their throat. They're talking they're talking like chain smokers. They're talking like Bat Dad. Not the band. Bat Dad is yeah. great. I Bat Dad cracks me the frick up. If you guys have not seen Bat Dad on YouTube or Facebook, this guy, he wears a Batman mask around his his family, his wife, uh, Jen, I think her name is. And he's got yeah. a couple of young kids and he's always he's 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 got the camera facing him and he's like halfway in the screen with the Batman mask on. And he's just making comments, you know, while the family's doing things and they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. It, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm I, I'm bad dad. I feel like we should embed a uh, a bad dad video into uh, into this here. Well, I'm going to find that while you get to the next story. He can say the bat crypto podcast. He could have his own. <laughs> Welcome to the bad bad crypto podcast. I, his wife puts up with him, the kids, and they're so used to it. And and she, his daughter is like eating all this 
uh, bacon. He's like, that's a lot of bacon. She's like, uh huh. You know, if you eat that much bacon, you'll get the meat sweats. <laughs> it's great stuff. It's good. Good deal. While you pull that up here, hackers hijack Elon Musk's Twitter and offer free cryptocurrency. So very, very secure there to uh, the, the Twitters. Twitter's not having having a very good uh, having a very good time here recently. I didn't get any of those free cryptos. Well, it's one of those fake things. Like, um, like there's been a bunch of bad crypto podcast accounts that have been created, and then whenever we would tweet, and then they would say, "Yeah, and oh, by the way, have you signed up for our new promo? We're giving away, you know, five ETH, you know, so give us your address and blah blah blah." And then, you know, it was a totally fake account where they would spell it differently. They'd be like bad crypto pidcast or something. And then they put our picture up. And then so we literally had to change our name to bad crypto, not giving away ETH. You <laughs> so, are fake the, news. Mm-hmm. And people yeah, fall news. People yeah. fall for this stuff. Like, I, I, you know, our listeners are the smartest listeners there are. But can I just say there are a lot of really stupid people who fall for really stupid stuff. They just are. None of you, of course, listening. You're smart because you're listening to the show. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and give away some ETH. <laughs> Only Joel's ETH, though. It's going to be we're giving away Joel's. Change my account to Joel. Not giving away ETH. Com. <laughs> Duh. Joel. Joel giving away ETH. Com. Have you heard of Boom Starter? Boom Starter. I have not. I've heard of the Boomstick. Uh, yeah. Remember the Boomstick from uh, what movie was that? Oh my God! But Bruce Campbell. Oh, the was the it? dead one. The the Bruce Campbell. That, the not the Grateful that Dead. Guy is not the Walking Dead. Not the Day of the Dead. The some one of those. Dead. How about we edit there and we'll something find out what dead. Now let's leave it in. So this is this is authentic, guys. We don't know what we're talking about. We're bad. Bruce Campbell movies, and he has like the chainsaw yeah. for a hand. The Evil the Dead. Evil Dead. See, we knew there was dead in this. Evil somewhere. Dead and Army of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, Evil Dead too. Those movies are classic. If you've not actually seen those. Bruce Campbell is so hilarious. many pop culture references in one show. That's that's why people so really listen. They're hoping. So Boomstarter. No, I've never heard. Of uh, it. It's a crowdfund. It, well, this article says they're a crowdfunding giant and I'm not familiar with them. But this article on News BTC says startups will be the next big thing on blockchain says crowdfunding giant Boomstarter. What the hell? How have I never seen an ad for them? I see ads all the time for Kickstarter. I see ads for Indiegogo who are actually doing some really cool stuff on the crypto. So we would need to have somebody from Indiegogo on as well. Maybe we'll have somebody on from Boomstarter, but I've, is it a giant? I've, has anybody, I've never seen an ad or seen any of their deals go anywhere. Well, the, Boomstarter network. They are going to have a coin. I don't know. Maybe this is a paid um, piece of news on this. I don't know. It doesn't say that it's an advertisement, but you know, I don't disagree with the idea. We've seen uh, start engine, of course, you know, who's been on the show before Howard Marks and has sponsored uh, the show and is sponsoring the show currently. You know, they've got a platform that allows regular people to crowdfund ICOs, you know, through their platform. And, and I think that we've maybe the tur you know, the definition of what we think of ICOs as will change, but the funding of them is not. Yeah. Well, that was one of the things that happened with the Jobs Act in 2013 is that, you know, there started to be conversations around crowdfunding, around raising money for startups. That's kind of what the conversation was started around that Jobs Act, the Jumpstart Our Business Startups Act of 2000, 
13. And, and so I was aware of this early on and I had always thought like, wow, that's great that I can spend this money on Kickstarter and I can get this item ahead of time, but why can't I invest a little bit in their startup and get a percentage of their company? That's why when ICO started coming out, it really resonated with me because I think that's, it's one of the things that I was thinking about back in 2013, 2014. And um, so some really cool stuff that's going on with that. And I love the idea of being able to crowdfund and invest in companies. It really, if you're investing in ICOs, like Joel and I are, and how, you know, how we have, you know, ICOs on the show and we chat with, it's like, it's like we're, you know, angel investors 2.0. It's not quite venture capital, but we are investing a little bit of money and in hopes that these companies will go. Some of them are not going to go. That's natural. A lot of times startups, they don't go. Uh, But you know what? You make smart investments in smart companies that are doing smart things and have a smart team and smart, smart, smart. Uh, you know what? Maybe that investment will pan out for you. So I love crowdfunding in uh, and investing in businesses, and uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why we why we do bad crypto. It right? is one of the reasons we do it. We're fascinated by the whole space. Uh, explain this story to me. This this is from a CNBC. Apparently, there's a documentary called Bitcoin Boom or Bust with uh, his guy's name is Justin. He goes by the name Crypto Kid, and he lives. In a treehouse, uh, he's a crypto mm-hmm. millionaire who lives in a treehouse and says Bitcoin is just getting started. Have you seen this? Has it aired yet? Yeah. So, so here's the deal: uh, Crypto Cobain is on Twitter, mm-hmm. right? And so I, I paid attention to this. Crypto Cobain's on Twitter. CNBC asked him if he wanted to be on, um, wanted to be on the show, and then he said what he did was he told his friend to dye his hair and act like it was him. So. This guy, this millionaire who's in the treehouse, uh, says Bitcoin is just getting started. He literally dyed his hair, d- made him dress up like a furry. And so a lot of his Like a furry? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, he's got the paws, got the, he's got the tiger paws on his hands. Is this hand a hoax? When he is was, this real? I think, I think this is, a, is part of a hoax. Yeah. Because um, that's what Crypto Cobain said. They had interviewed him. And, uh, and, and yeah. So I don't know if it's all a hoax. I don't know who that dude is, but the guy that Crypto Cobain said that was his friend that he paid to go on CNBC because he didn't want to be he didn't want to be made public. He didn't want himself to be uh, on, on the news. Huh. So this might also be fake news. Mm-hmm. I think uh, on April yeah. Fool's, we're just going to need to do the straight up fake news um, episode of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where everything is is fake news. Uh, the other side of the world, there is a gentleman by the name of Jason Sue. He's uh, a congressman, and he's into crypto. And he says ta- Taiwan is becoming a blockchain island and a crypto nation. Yeah, he's a legislator there. He he is um, nicknamed the crypto congressman. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Uh, Crypto Cobain, he says, when CNBC asked to interview me, I paid my friend Pete to dye his hair, dress up like a furry, and pretend to be me. Ha! Ha! That's fantastic. Yeah, that's funny. So I don't know if that's even real or not, but it's got about a thousand likes, so that could be fake news. But that's what I saw. That's actually where I first saw the story about this uh, millionaire guy in the treehouse. And uh, he, he was basically just being kind of a farce and acting silly. And I think CNBC kind of wants to make Bitcoin look stupid anyway, so they they ran with it. 
All right, then. Okay, so back to Taiwan, now that we've covered that. Apparently, uh, Vitalik is the person who gave um, Jason the nickname Crypto Congressman. There's a photo of him on this Forbes.com article with Vitalik, and he has plans. They're, they're setting up a parliamentary coalition in Taiwan for blockchain. It's bipartisan. They want to support the industry. They want self-regulation for blockchain and crypto. They're, they're you know creating some guidelines. And uh, they're doing basically a regional consensus of Asian countries that include Taiwan, Japan, Korea, Singapore, and Hong Kong. And they're having a uh, summit in November, which we've not yet been invited to. What's up with that? I don't know. I'm not sure what the deal is with that. What, what the heck? Yeah, so there's a great this, – this is a great article. It actually has the transcription of the uh, the interview right here. I don't know if we'll have this on Bad Crypto because I'm not. we've not chatted with Rachel about having this one on, but – uh, pretty interesting to chat with what's going on over in Taiwan and how they are, you know, looking at crypto and, and putting some rules and regulations around crypto and blockchain and helping helping that area become even more crypto dominant. And, and just so uh, you gave a nod to it, but this article is by our own uh, Rachel Wolfson. And so you can find that in the uh, the show notes as well. Speaking of Ethereum, this one blew me away. You know, we hear about um, so many dApps being built or at least, you know, wanting people to build dApps on Ethereum in EOS. This is on CCN.com. It's dated August 27th. And even though Ethereum has got a market cap of $28 billion in EOS at about $4.5 billion, uh, this guy named Kevin Rook, who's a crypto researcher, checked out to see how many dApps have been built that have more than 300 daily active users. Let's play Jeopardy. I know you know the answer already, Mr. Travis, right? Because you're looking at it with me. But uh, those of you out there in the Republic, do, do, write down your answer. Do, 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 do. How many? Okay. Please, you know, lock in your answers. Uh, the answer is eight. There are only eight dApps currently that have more than 300 daily active users five on ethereum <laughs> five on ethereum and three on eos and eos has really mainnet's only been live for a couple months right so it already has 300 daily active users on three of them so let's fast forward 90 days i would wager that the number will probably be you know eos maybe eight or ten of them in ethereum six or seven so eos could potentially pass them in dApps with greater amount of usage and that's not even a joke and when you're looking at you know eos right now at about six dollars and fifty cents and ethereum at three hundred dollars uh, going down another rabbit hole because you know whenever we look at um news inevitably we come up with other news and this one just popped up um yahoo even though they have failed miserably in so many ways they are still the sixth most popular website in the world and they have a finance site and of course i'm talking about yahoo finance and they are now supporting crypto trading through uh through their finance site mm -hmm. yeah well actually through the uh, yahoo finance mobile app as well you can uh, trade cryptos right there on your ios device so you know that's one of those things yeah yahoo's still the sixth most popular website and i think aol probably is still up there in popularity because 
the old people, you know, they don't. My, they don't my brother still has an AOL email that he uses. I make fun of him all the time. He's like right. the the last that's person great. on earth that's still used. <laughs> the last AOL. <laughs> there should be a documentary about that. <laughs> it's like here's Ethel. Ethel got her AOL from a CD with forty five well, hours free. A floppy disk. Yeah. Now in it, <laughs> I have one of those. I found one of those in a box of stuff from like the from the mid nineties, uh, mid to late nineties, and it was the floppy disk, fifteen hours free uh, AOL. And I was looking to put it in my floppy disk drive, and then I, I don't you can put one. it in your toaster though, because they'll you know, like a, yeah. like a pop tart. Yeah. Cover it with chocolate. Mm, good stuff. Now, in a, in a future episode, we're going to be talking about some news from North Korea. But and so you'll have to wait to hear that because we actually recorded it at the Health Further Conference that we just came back from in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and we'll talk about that more. But here's some more North Korea crypto news. North Korea appears to have run a short-lived Bitcoin mining operation last year. They did. Yeah, like they were, they were. There's international sanctions against North Korea for you know their human rights violations, like basically keeping people prisoner in their country. Come on, Kim, it's time to set people free. Let, let's let's do this thing. Um, and so you know that's untraceable, right? And that that totally makes sense that a country such as North Korea would want to do things very quietly. Well, they were also talking about how North Korea has you know, done some of these large, sophisticated hacks of cryptocurrency exchanges. Um, there was a report out of South Korea that said that North Korea had stolen tens of millions of dollars worth of coins from crypto exchanges, such as the UBIT uh, exchange hack last December. They're the prime suspect for that. So, you know what, when you have sanctions and you can't do stuff with dollars and cryptocurrency is an alternative form of method of payment, well, then obviously they're going to look at that as an option. Yeah, crypto is just a fad. You know, all the news we're just talking about today, all these these names, you know, in crypto Nasdaq and and, you know, the Security Exchange Commission talking about a Bank of America, JP Morgan, uh, startups, uh, Taiwan, dApps, Yahoo. It's all a fad. And this one this one proves it as well. Square. Oh, it's a patent. There's another There's another fad. fad. Square, you know, which uh, CEO Jack Dorsey, also of Twitter fame, um, patented their own crypto payment network. Here it comes. So the uh, the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has approved uh, Square's application to patent a system that will allow merchants to accept cryptocurrencies along with other conventional payment methods and cash out in their currency of choice. So you can buy in Bitcoin, you can, you know, get paid immediately in cash or whatever. So they have this own system. So that's a pretty strong patent for Square. That, to me, seems like a pretty strong indicator. I don't know what Square's price is in uh, the stock market, but that's a pretty solid patent. Well, right you know, in the past, Jack Dorsey has said that he believes Bitcoin could be the Internet's native currency within a decade. And and of course, he he hopes it's going to be Bitcoin, which tells me that eventually Square will have Bitcoin payments in the app as well. It's going to happen. It's just it's a matter of time. Yeah. It also says here that any conservative websites will not be able to use it. They're banned from it. So. He'll, yeah. You have been shadow banned from the uh, from the bad crypto. <laughs> in in fact, uh, I'm I'm muting you there. I just shadow banned Travis. Now he's talking. He's saying amazing things, but you can't hear him because I have shadow banned him he thinks what like right now what he's saying he thinks is groundbreaking earth shattering 
but okay, I'm going to unban him. Can't even believe that you would do that to me. What? What are you? Uh, yeah. What is this? We have free speech here, bad crypto, Mister. Nope, Tom. I'm a I'm a fascist. The the benevolent dictatorship has been taken over by he who holds the controls, and no, nope, sorry, nope, nope, nope. Can't, tra- can't do it, Travis. <laughs> Here's more fad, more fad news from Crypto Lauren. I don't know who that is, but she has a website or he. I don't want to assume Lauren's gender just because the spelling of the name is L-A-U-R-E-N. Uh, apparently, Walmart wants to build a ro- robot army controlled by blockchain, all fashioned after the TravBot 3000. Mm, yes, this will patent a system that will oversee the infield authentication of autonomous robots, uh, which basically will be making deliveries for them. And presumably, you know, they're trying to keep up with Amazon. And, you know, I've read this book. What was it? The Age of the Age of Amazon? What was the name of the book? I have it around here. I read it a couple of years ago. And uh, they were talking about how uh, Bezos had invited a bunch of people over from Walmart and was picking their brain. And that's how he got the idea for Amazon Prime, because people were paying for the for the Sam's warehouse thing that they have and some of the other membership type of stuff. And so then they pull, he pulled in a bunch of people from Walmart and, and, and that's the reason why, one of the reasons why Amazon is so big today is because of how he had sort of snagged a bunch of the top Walmart executives over to Amazon. So interesting. So Walmart's fighting back. They have, they're, they're trying to get these patents to use blockchain to make deliveries more efficient. And we all know that, my gosh, I don't think the deliveries are that efficient right now. They're pretty efficient, but you know, the, the costs uh, of the, uh, you know, for the U.S. Postal Service, like they're losing money by by doing all these deliveries and stuff. So it's crazy to see. Hopefully that they can optimize the package delivery. And you know what? I don't need to have them all at once. I don't need different trucks to come up each day. Uh, it would be nice to say, here's a package delivery hub. Get your stuff or have it delivered all at once. Have things delivered to a package delivery hub and then one delivery. Like, I uh, all my all my FedEx, all my USPS, postal service stuff could be delivered in some place, and then one person could come and deliver it to the house all at once. That would seem to be more efficient. Yeah, in fact, we interviewed a company called Next Pack, which is um, they're trans they're transforming that last mile logistics through this sort of sharing economy where that's pretty much it. They deliver things to a hub. And then somebody like an Uber driver or whatever will pick up all those packages for one person and go deliver them to that particular person. So that's one area of the whole um, shipping and logistics type of thing. There's other companies that we work with as well that's doing that, right, Mr. Jokov? Yeah, ShipChain, for example, and uh, they just got some press, uh, you know, around what they're doing. They're, they're, uh, of course, we're advisors to ShipChain and had them featured on the show a few months back, and uh, they are handling the entire logistics system, you know, from from point A to point Z, tracking and and eliminating fraud and blockchaining every single step of the way. And so, would love to see that become a reality as well. So McAfee is back in the news. I know you're going to see Johnny Boy here shortly. Uh, He's got a Bitcoin wallet that he has claimed is unhackable. Uh, Now, he hasn't said anything about this yet, but allegedly the company is removing the unhackable claim. They posted on Twitter that they're removing the claim. It's BitFi is the is that the name of the the wallet Mm -hmm. BitFi? Yeah. 
And uh, apparently there people have discovered that uh, maybe it uh, it is hackable here after all. Yeah, they were offering a $250,000 bounty to anyone who could hack the wallet. And then somebody hacked the wallet. It is unknown if they're actually going to pay that or not. And uh, it says they intend to fix the wallet by addressing the issues rather than recalling the product or stopping sales. You know what? We really do need a hack, uh, uh, an unhackable wallet and making make this system a lot simpler. Make it so grandma can understand it. And so grandma's not going to be worried that she's going to get hacked. Because I guarantee you now, with all these hacks that have happened and all this stuff that's going on, grandma's not going to get on and get on the crypto game because she's going to be terrified her crypto is going to get stolen. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing. We're going to hear in the news, the sensational stories, just like we did in the earliest days of, of you know, e-commerce. Oh, it's not safe to put your credit card in because people will steal it. It's the same. It's going to be the same thing where most cases uh, it's not going to be hacked and your transactions are going to be fine. But there's going to be a few that are notable that will get the news and will scare a lot of people. That's true. I'm scared right now, Mr. Joel Com. I'm terrified. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm terrified, Mr. Jokov. Don't, don't be afraid. You know what? But there's no proof that Bitcoin is uh, penetrating pop culture, uh, especially, you know, not in Eminem's, you know, new song uh, where he mentions Bitcoin in a rap. That that doesn't right. happen. Yeah. Well, you know what? His uh, his new latest album, uh, I saw it on Twitter a couple of days ago. Like nobody knew that it was coming out. Like there was zero press about it. He didn't tell anybody this album was going to drop. And apparently he worked with Dr. Dre to produce the album. And so a lot of people are saying, damn, this sounds like 2003 Eminem. I've not listened to this yet, but apparently on one of the songs, on one of the tracks, um, on the ninth track and the out on the song, not alike, which is the ninth track on the album. Um, they say, remember everybody used to bite nickel. Now everybody doing Bitcoin. So mm-hmm. it got a big mass uh, culture shout what, out. What, 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 you know what? time to editorialize is it okay can i editorialize now i'm, I'm pretty sure you're gonna say that rap's not really music or something it's it's not it's not i mean it's it's poetry uh set, set to a beat and I, I admit some of the west coast stuff you know does have some musical elements to it and it's not all horrible but i what i don't like about rap music is that it's taken over so much of pop culture and that so much of it is is just horrible you know, the, the some of the street stuff you know, towards women is just it's talk about misogynistic. I don't know how they get away. How do they get away with being so how do they get away with that? Like we pick on, you know, uh, uh, somebody who makes one tweet that's racist and this stuff is violent and sexist and mean and ugly. And well, that's just how things are on the street. Well, they don't have to be that way. Here's an idea. Do good stuff. Yeah do good stuff and i don't i don't mind rap like i mean i've, I've grown up i'm a i'm a little, little more than a decade younger than you i think and around a decade younger so I, I don't mind rap i think i it was way better in the 80s when it you know it was more playful and fun and then something happened when nwa came out and then it, it turned to sort of that hardcore gangster rap and then shooting people and drugs and you know violence and all that else. i don't really resonate to that because I, I, I kind of, I, I do this, Mr. Joe Com. Like, if it's because you don't want to fill your head with garbage. Is that I, why? I don't, no, I don't want to, I don't want to fill my energy with yeah. that kind of stuff because, like, if there's this negative stuff, like, that's why I won't watch horror movies because I don't want that to affect my subconscious. I don't listen to you, rude, you didn't, you didn't like pretty women. You huh? didn't like, you didn't like pretty woman. 
Pretty Woman? Yeah, that wasn't... It's, it's a horror movie. Well, that's a different kind of horror movie. I oh, like okay. those on Pornhub. Those are great. I love those movies. Uh, but like scary movies and violent movies and blood and guts. And I don't put those in my subconscious. I don't put violent music in my subconscious. Um, I listen to stuff that makes me feel good and that's happy. That's good vibration type of stuff. I keep bad vibrations away for the most part. The worst vibrations that I have is, is when I look at my coin market cap and I look at my block folio some mornings, I'm like, Oh no, that is not the good. That is not good vibes. Block folio. You're picking up on some bad vibrations. And again, you'll be clear. I'm not saying all rap is bad. I think there's some really talented people who can, you know, put together a string of lyrics and that can be culturally and socially relevant in what they're saying. I just I miss the days of musicianship. You know, there's just where are the Led Zeppelins? Where are the Beatles? You know, where are you know what? It's so technology driven now. You know, now my my son's actually going to this thing called summit tech which is a really it's a one-up school there's not any other school like it in america they said and what it is like he's in high school and he's going through this digital media course where this week he was learning how to use fruit loops which is um like a, a, a major you know music producing platform and so he was, was they taught him how to do it so now so now he's making these beats well it's called fl studio pro 12 now or whatever um, but it's originally with Fruit Loops. And so he was up there he, he, last night. He sent me up to his room. He goes, Hey, dad, check this out. And he like made a really good sounding beat. And when I was in, I, where was I? I was in um, Ukraine and was in eating dinner. And there was like these really cool remixes of like songs that we all love, like Losing My Religion and a Nirvana song, like Come As You Are. But they were taking them and they put like these really cool beats behind them and they do these little remixes and stuff. And it was like freaking awesome. And I was telling my son, I was like, you know, if you could do some really, I learned how to do some cool remixes of Beatles songs and play with that. I go, I bet those would be pretty popular and uh, have fun. You know, it's like just explore and create. And so that's kind of really what people are able to do with the computers. But also, so my son was so good at, at he's like an expert level guitar hero. And so I'm like, dude, let's go teach you guitar. So I took him to that school of rock place and he's now been doing it now for like about two months. And they got him on four songs. What's cool is at the end of at the end of this three month cycle, they have a live concert. So they they have like the, here's the drums and the bass and a singer, and and so they actually do a live concert where they perform all their songs. And he loves it now. So like he he takes his music theory that he's learned from being in band in school, and you know the tuba and all this music theory. Now he's applying it to guitar and learning how to do all these scales and stuff. He's picking it up super quick. And that's what I think is missing today is is people who actually know how to play instruments. Mm-hmm. That's missing. Yep. And I think there's going to be a renaissance for you know rock music in the future. People who actually. I I don't disagree. You know, I was talking about this with a friend uh, uh, just this past week. It's like the music that's being made today. It's not that it's all bad. I'm not just talking about rap. I'm talking about rock. There's some talented people out there. But who today is, you know, 20, 30 years from now, are we going to say is classic? Uh, and, And I just don't think that there are very many. I think the 90s was the the last gasp for rock and roll to create classic rock. And it's unfortunate. Well, you know what? I think of it like this. This, you know, from 60, 65 to 74, that was epic. 90, you know, I I liked even some of the heavy metal stuff in the late 80s, you know, but then about 95, the music kind of changed. And it's like we've been a couple of decades without a whole lot of really 
great guitar and rock music. Now, one thing, one person I will say, because my daughter likes Taylor Swift, and I took her, I took her to a concert in Kansas City last year or the year before last, and she is amazing. Not only does she play piano and guitar, that's pop music. That's pop music. That's not rock. Yeah, yeah, but that's you know what she's very talented in what she does. And I got to say, it was the coolest concert that I've ever been to on how they use technology because like she was sitting there, every, everybody on the seat, they had a wristband and you put the wristband on and you pulled the little, the, pulled the, uh, the plug out and then it, then it lit up and started and they had them all synced up to the different songs. And so they would flash different colors at different times. And it looked so cool. I, I, I tell you what, if you've not had a chance to go to one of her concerts, if you like her music, I really don't care, but my daughter did. So I figured I'd take her. The concert was amazing. Like I, I've never seen anything like that Taylor Swift concert. And if you don't like it, uh, just uh, shake it off. Yeah, yeah. And we'll be, be done with that. I, I do like her, and I think that she is incredibly talented. And and I would like to have that concert experience. And she's only twenty eight, dude. And she makes six six to ten million dollars a concert now because she's filling up these like forty five to seventy thousand foot uh, or, or or seat, you know. Uh, you think she's buying any Bitcoin? You think she's uh, investing in any cryptos? All I know is that she was doing, I, I read that she's doing a 28 uh, city tour and these different like, you know, stadiums like Arrowhead and Kansas City that, that seats like 80,000 people. And she's going to make about $250 million. Wow. Good for her. I wonder if she's coming to Las Vegas because we are for World Crypticon, October 31st through November 2nd. Hopefully you guys are as well. And we've got a weekly winner. World Crypticon is giving away two tickets each week for those who have uh, one person who has subscribed to the Bad Crypto Newsletter. This week it is Kathy Palmer. Yay, Kathy. Congratulations. Uh, You'll be contacted by the World Crypticon team. Two tickets to paradise. Or to the ARIA. Travis and I will be on hand to MC the event, worldcrypticon.co forward slash bad to get your tickets. And if you want to enter to win, go to badco.in forward slash WCC. And we'll CC you there. Yes, I'm excited about that. You know, we're going to, not only is there the, the conference, but then there's this poker tournament, there's the Crypto Ween. There, that's going to be this huge crypto Halloween party. There's this big pool party. There's all this other stuff going on. There are so many opportunities to stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Is that the end of the show? I don't know. Maybe so. Should we end it right there? I guess we can. We don't have to. Are you guys, have you guys had enough? I don't know. It's probably enough. We probably had enough. Who's that?